All right, we'll be in Matthew 11 tonight, verses 1 through 7. Matthew 11, verses 1 through 7. Starting in verse 1. When Jesus had finished giving orders to his twelve disciples, he moved on from there to teach and preach in their towns. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent a message by his disciples and asked him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, those with skin disease are healed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news. And if anyone is not offended because of me, he is blessed. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these good words. God, I thank you that we can see the power that Jesus had back when he was ministering, dear Lord, and that we are reminded through your word of the power that that we have through him, dear Lord. And so I pray that as we look at these words and see how Jesus uh, dealt with so many people he encountered, God, that we would follow his example, that we would go to these same people, dear Lord, that we wouldn't avoid those who may be sick or lame or blind or deaf or poor, dear Lord but that we will be willing to go to them, dear Lord, to bring healing to them, to bring restoration to them, maybe not in a physical way like Jesus did, dear Lord, but through the power of the gospel, God, they can hear the truth, they can know the love of Jesus Christ, and their life can be restored. God, I pray that you just be with me as I preach and teach tonight, and I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, at the beginning of this passage, John the Baptist sends his disciples, that is, John the Baptist's disciples, to Jesus to say, Look, are you the Messiah? Are you the one that we've been looking forward to? Or or, or is there someone else coming? Now, this may seem kind of like an odd question. Uh, Perhaps uh, John's faith was kind of starting to waver. John was in prison. He was facing uh, difficult times. Uh, He had already acknowledged, we see in uh, in John, the book of John, the beginning of John, John the Baptist acknowledged that Jesus was the Lamb of God at some point in time. Now, whether those events happened before this or not or after, uh, I don't know. But, But it appears to me that John knew even before this Uh, that Jesus was the Messiah that was to come. And for whatever reason, uh, John the Baptist is sending his disciples to ask him. Perhaps it was for the benefit of John the Baptist's disciples. Maybe John the Baptist was fully aware that Jesus was the Messiah, but maybe he needed his, uh, his disciples to be reminded or to be made aware that Jesus was the Messiah. Perhaps John's faith was wavering and he just needed a reminder. He needed to be assured that Jesus was the Messiah to come, and indeed he was. And so he sends his disciples, and Jesus' response to the disciples is found in verse 4. Jesus replied to them, Go and report to him what you hear and see. 
Now, Jesus is about to uh, quote some, uh, some scripture from Isaiah chapter 35. Some of these same things that we see in Isaiah 35 about God restoring his people, this is some of the same language that Jesus is about to use in these passages here. Now, this would have no doubt probably struck a chord with John and probably John's disciples. They would have probably known what we call the Old Testament very well. So when Jesus begins to utter these words, they probably almost instantly tie into the passages of Isaiah, what Isaiah prophesied about. And Jesus replied to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk. Those with skin diseases are healed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor are told the good news. Jesus begins to tell the disciples of John here all of the things that he is doing. Jesus was doing things uh, that had never been done before. He was doing things that the people were astonished by. He healed the blind man in John chapter 9. And the people, when they saw that the blind man was healed, the boy, they didn't want to believe it. They didn't want to believe he was healed. And they said, how could, how could this man uh, heal people? How could Jesus heal people? He's a sinner. And the blind man was like, look, we've never seen a sinner do anything like this before. We've never seen things like this be done before. And Jesus is telling this to John's disciples. He's saying, look, uh, these kind of things have not been done before. Some of them, perhaps in the Old Testament, through miracles, God had done some of those things, but not on the level in which Jesus Christ was doing these things. The blind were able to see. The deaf were able to hear. Uh, the dead were being raised. Those who were sick and diseased were being healed. You know, sometimes I think perhaps we take for granted that we're able to see and that we're able to hear. And most of us probably as we get older, we realize that we can't see as good as we used to and we can't hear as good as we used to. We may not can even feel as good as we used to could. And it's a, it's a real blessing for, for us uh, that are here tonight that we are able to come and that we are able to see with our eyes God's Word that we are able to hear with our ears God's Word, whether it's here or whether it's on the radio when we're listening to our, our favorite preachers or our favorite teachers, or whether it be books that we read that help us to grow in the Lord. Uh, we are able to see these things. Uh, and it's really a blessing that God allows us to do that. And as I was thinking about this this week, uh, one of the things that our Margaret Lackey State Offering goes to help is to help the deaf. It goes to help minister to the deaf. It goes to help provide for them so that, so that ministries can be set up so that those who can't hear with their ears are able to hear with sign language. They're able to be taught. They're able to interact with other believers who may be deaf. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's something that I don't really think about very often because uh, very seldom, if ever, do I remember any deaf people coming to church here. Very seldom do I remember going to churches, uh, in, at least in this area, where there are many deaf people. But there are many people who are deaf all around the world. And we need to reach them with the gospel just the same. We need to reach those who are blind with the gospel. We need to reach those who are sick with the gospel. And we need to reach those who are poor with the gospel. Now, Jesus here is talking in a physical sense, I believe. He's talking about physical things that he had done. He had physically made people who were blind be able to see. He had physically made people who were deaf be able to hear. He had physically taken people who were sick and healed them. 
And while I believe that Jesus is speaking in a physical sense here, we see these same illustrations throughout the New Testament in a spiritual sense. We often see those who are living in sin referred to as those who are blind. After all, you and I, before we came to Jesus Christ, we were living in darkness. We were were blind. And then all of a sudden one day we heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. We heard the truth. And then our eyes were open. We see a similar experience uh, with uh, Peter, or excuse me, with Paul in Acts chapter 9 as Jesus appeared to him and all of a sudden his eyes were open. Now, not in in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. Even though Paul knew what we call the Old Testament very well, his, he was blinded. He didn't see the Messiah. He didn't see Jesus for who he was. He didn't understand. He had missed him. And his eyes were open. We see the illustration in the New Testament in particular. The first uh, instance that comes to mind is in Revelation where Jesus is talking to the seven churches. And at the end of each one he says, Those who have an ear, let him hear. Now, he's not talking to those in the world that just can hear physically and, uh, and, and leaving out the deaf people. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking in a spiritual sense. Uh, we see in the New Testament uh, that we are healed from our sins, that we are, we are, we are going to die in our sinfulness. It's like a disease that, that we have when we are, are, are sinful human beings and through Jesus' blood on the cross and us accepting that, we are healed. And so all of these things that Jesus talks about here, and while, don't get me wrong, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, I do believe that God still does physically heal people today in these same ways. I believe that there are probably people in the world today that God has restored their sight and restored their hearing. If somebody came up to me tomorrow and said, I couldn't see a lick and I prayed for God to heal me and God healed me, it wouldn't shock me in the least. But I do believe Jesus did these things in a physical sense. But I believe that we, as Christians who are on mission, are called to do these things in a spiritual sense in the very least. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't pray over people for them to be healed. Absolutely, we should. I think we got a praise report tonight. Miss Rose Fair was in bad shape Saturday. And she was doing great today. I mean, instantaneous. Miss Margaret said the doctors were even surprised at how quickly she had gone from being very low to being back home, being able to get around. I believe that that is a miracle. I believe that that is a prayer. That is the power of God. And we go out into the world and we are on mission for God and we do pray over people with physical ailments. And God sometimes heals them. But as Christians, as we go into the world, we need to be able to help open people's eyes. We want people to hear. We want people to be healed. Now, we can't do that on our own power. We do that through the power of Jesus Christ. We do that through the power of the gospel. And when we love on people, and when we tell them that Jesus loves them, and when we help them to see the scriptures and we share God's word with them, the Holy Spirit can begin to work. Now, sometimes people, uh, they don't listen to the Holy Spirit. They don't listen to us, but sometimes they do. But how can they hear if we don't go tell them? How can they know the truth of the gospel if someone doesn't tell them? And there may be many people in our life that we've encountered that we say, well, somebody else will tell them. Well, maybe they will, but what if God's calling you to tell them? And God may be calling us to share the truth of the gospel with somebody 
so that their eyes can be opened. So that just like the experience that Paul had, someone who's living in sin, just like all of us were, and maybe some are if you hadn't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And just as Paul, when he experienced Jesus Christ, all of a sudden he got it. His eyes were open. He was able to hear and understand Jesus' words in a whole new way. And when we go out and we tell people the truth of the gospel, the Holy Spirit can begin to work in their life. Hopefully their eyes are open and they hear, not with their ears, but they hear with their heart, their heart and they understand that they are sick, that they are in need of a healer and that Jesus Christ is that healer. And let us, let us remember that as we go out into the world, as we are on mission for the Lord, that we have a, we have a big job to do. We have a big task to do. But as we look at Jesus and see how Jesus treated people to see the people that Jesus went to, the people that Jesus helped, let us go to those same people. And we pray over them. We pray for their physical healing. But we want to bring the light to them. We want their eyes to be open and their ears to be open and their sins to be forgiven. And that only comes through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for these good words. And I pray that you would help us to live by them, dear Lord. I pray that you would help us to be bold as we go into the world, that we just can always be a light for you in, in every way. God, it doesn't mean that we have to stand on a street corner, but help us, to, help us to do what we need to do when we need to do it. And if it's just something as simple as giving somebody a hug, dear Lord, let them know that that love that we're showing is from you, God. I pray that you would just be with us, uh, prepare the way before us for the people that we're going to encounter in our life, dear Lord. I pray that as we get ready to go to New Orleans, dear Lord, that you already work on the hearts of those people so that when we love on them, when we share your word with them, when we pray for them, dear Lord, that their eyes will be open, that their ears will be open, that their hearts will be open, God, and that Jesus Christ will change their lives. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.